0: Welcome to Water-Cooled Potato, your guide to the obsolete and absurd tech of the past, present, and future. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And today we'll be discussing FlexPlay Technologies and their interesting disk. So, FlexPlay Technologies was founded in 1999 by Yanis Bakos and Eric Rindjolfsen. Yanis has a PhD in management an MBA in finance, and a master's degree in electrical engineering and computer science. So if that wasn't enough, he also has a bachelor's of science in computer engineering. Wow. Eric also has several degrees, including bachelor of arts, master of science in applied mathematics and decision sciences, and a PhD in managerial economics. Yanis and Eric both attended MIT's Sloan School of Management, which is where I presume they met. In 1999, they had a brilliant idea and founded the company Flexplay Technologies. Oh boy. It was the era of video rentals, and they saw big money in simplifying the process. Isn't it just so hard to go all the way back to the video store and return your rental? There's late fees. It's just so hard. What if there was an easier way to watch movies at home? I mean, you could just buy the movie, but Mm -hmm. that's expensive, and where's the fun in that? So, flex play to the rescue. What if you could just go to the store, buy a DVD for $6.99, and play it as many times as you want within two days? And the best part? You don't have to return it. That's because the disc self-destructs 48 hours after it's removed from the packaging. And, as if that wasn't awesome enough, it only costs $2 more than a regular rental. Uh... Now, unfortunately, it doesn't explode. In fact, it's pretty much the most boring self-destruct ever. Mm. The disc has a layer of dye between the layers of plastic that make up the disc, and the dye slowly turns dark after being exposed to oxygen. The process takes about 48 hours before the disc turns dark enough that it's unplayable. It's shipped in a vacuum-sealed package that keeps oxygen out, but eventually, after about a year in the packaging, oxygen seeps in and the disc goes bad. Test marketing began in late 2003. The discs were originally sold as EZDs, and they also patented every single way they could think of. To possibly make a DVD self-destruct.
1: Their patent covers
0: an incredible array of different methods, all of which described in the most vague language possible, so as to have some way of arguing that it applies to literally anything. Hmm. After their four years of development and filing all their patents, test marketing began in late 2003. But unfortunately, the test ended early because, well, everyone thought the product was stupid. Yeah. (laughs) In 2005, they rebranded the discs as Flexplay, which sounds a bit less stupid when compared to EZDs, and struck a deal with Disney. A limited trial run of Disney movies were produced on Flexplay discs. The price was $5 this time, but That ended when people got angry about all the wasted plastic from disposable Mm -hmm. DVDs. A normal rental DVD can be enjoyed lots and lots of times by many people before it becomes scratched beyond playability. Mm -hmm. Flexplay's answer to the problem of all the wasted plastic was to install recycling bins alongside the displays where you would purchase the discs. Which kind uh, of makes the whole concept pointless because yeah. if you have to go back to where you bought it to return it for recycling, then uh, you might as well just rent the disc and return it so someone else can watch it instead of recycling it after it self-destructs. But, you know, I'm, uh, I, I don't have any degrees in
1: marketing and economics, so... Uh, PhDs, they must be much, much smarter than us.
0: Right. So then they also tried to get people to ship the discs back, which, again, what's the point? Because you're still returning the disc. Uh Uh-huh. And didn't make things any better for them that Redbox was offering rentals for just a dollar a day. Whoa, that's cheap. So for $2, you could rent a DVD for 48 hours and then... Return it to the Redbox kiosk, and, you know, it wouldn't Mm self-destruct. And also, at this time, Netflix was doing DVDs by mail. So Mm. for $10 a month, Netflix would mail you a DVD, you would watch it, you would mail it back, choose another one, and they would mail you that one. So as long as you watched just two Netflix DVDs a month it was the same price as FlexPlay, and if you watched more than that, at no additional cost, it was a better deal. So if you pay $10 a month for Netflix, that would be equal to the price of purchasing two FlexPlay DVDs. Mm -hmm. And Netflix gives you as many as you can watch in a month. Mm -hmm. So that didn't turn out so great for FlexPlay and the whole Disney deal ended yeah. in 2008 they came back again What? staples began selling flexplay discs uh. but after just a few months staples sold off the remaining stock of flexplay discs at just 99 cents a piece and by 2013 flexplay had disappeared completely
1: That took a long time for it to fully disappear.
0: Yeah. It stuck around for 14 years. Wow. It may not have been a full 14. All I could find was that by 2013 it was gone. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it stuck around for a while. Tried to come back several times.
1: Didn't work every single time. What I I find funny about this story is it's a lot like our... Other stories, they were started in the late 1900s or early 2000s, they didn't do their market research, all the founders thought it was a brilliant idea, they develop it, then they do their market research and nobody wants it. So if Flexplay Technologies did manage to figure out their waste problem, they would still have to deal with the problem of Netflix and Redbox, which is their main competition. Anyway, just (laughs) you kind of notice a pattern after a while.
0: Yeah, it uh, repeats itself over and over again.
1: And the best part is there are many different things to talk about, so I'm sure it'll be a long time before we run out of ridiculous tech flops to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, I've already got a list started. And in fact, I think if anyone has a suggestion of a topic email us at wcpodcastmail at gmail.com.
1: I mean, we probably won't get any emails for a while, but... Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Might as well put that plug in now in case anybody actually wants to bother to give us their feedback. So another
0: thing that they did, which may have been the most intelligent thing they did, was to add a red tint to the discs because apparently this was like around the time that Blu-ray players were starting to emerge, and the blue laser used in a Blu-ray player would have been able to see right through their dye that turns dark. So they added the red tint to mess with the blue laser. So that Blu ray players couldn't see straight through the die.
1: Aww, but I want to bypass itself the (laughs) strut.
0: So that brings up another interesting can of worms. So it turns out people thought hey, couldn't we just like get these discs and seal them in like a canister of nitrogen or something? I don't know if anyone actually did that, but people certainly had the idea because the self-destruct is triggered by exposure to oxygen. It's just the layer just oxidizes. And when that happens, it turns dark. Mm -hmm. So if you can prevent it from being exposed to oxygen, theoretically, you can continue to use it for much longer. So except is it really worth it though
1: for a two dollars dvd before all that nitrogen
0: 6.99 originally then lowered to five nine four ninety nine. 4.99 oh um but no it probably wouldn't have been worth it no not at all <laughs> yeah i mean i'm guessing the people that would have done it would have probably mostly just done it to see if they could just for fun <sighs>
1: And then maybe upload it to YouTube. Well, let's see.
0: By the time the last FlexPlay disc was sold, YouTube did exist, so that's a possibility.
1: Oh, it was started in 2005. I thought it was around like 2008, 2009. Wow. YouTube has been around for like 13 years as we know it because Google bought it in 2006.
0: Yeah, it's still weird scrolling through YouTube search results and seeing something that says, Posted or uploaded 12 years ago.
1: I mean, yeah, they're, oh. The oldest videos I ever saw were like 2012, 2010. So, that's why I kind of assumed, oh, it's just 2008. Nope. Yeah. Oh, here's a Flexplay commercial uploaded to
0: YouTube 10 years ago. Oh, I really? Ever listened to it. You should put the link in the description. Let's see if it's any good. Oh, boy. Huh. <laughs> it's one forty-four P. Uh
1: Okay, um they need, seriously need to zoom into the woman. There we go. She's really making a lot of assumptions about me as the consumer, but okay.
0: I mean their whole business model is based on assumptions and overemphasizing your laziness.
1: Oh of course it's the world's first.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> i'm gonna love renting movies with
1: flex play (laughs) yeah one thing i really like of what she says is once you open it you can watch it unlimited times for two days no rush uh what
0: Yeah, so like <sighs> assuming the movie's an hour and a half, you can watch it 32 times if you watch it on repeat for 48 hours.
1: Okay, but why would you do that?
0: Well, you paid 699 for it. You better get your money's worth. Still. <laughs> what years was it was Flex play
1: most popular?
0: Um I don't know their initial testing was in 2000, late 2003, and then again in 2005 when they got their deal with Disney, that was probably if I had to guess, that was probably when it was most popular
1: when they had their Disney titles out. So yeah, 2003 there wasn't really a societal view on binge watching being positive, like binge watching all your favorite shows, like Oh my gosh, the Game of Thrones, all new season, I'm going to watch it all night. Okay, you do you. But like, even like 10 years ago, especially like 15 years ago, if you told people that you binged like 10 episodes in a row, people would go, uh, are you okay? But yeah, that that was one of the many changes with Netflix evolving into what it is now.
0: Another one of their more interesting ways of destructing a DVD that they patented was some way of making the material of the DVD Mm. degrade from the laser in the DVD player passing over it so it would be a limited number of plays instead of a limited amount of time after Mm. you open the package, which Mm -hmm. would have been better if they could have gotten that to work. Another thing that I wonder about is, like, you could probably just immediately open the disk and put it in your optical drive and <laughs> copy it. So <laughs> that would defeat the 48-hour mm. self-destruct, assuming you can evade whatever copy protection the disk has, which I assume wouldn't be anything more than a regular DVD. and. Well, that apparently doesn't work too great.
1: One of my questions while you were talking was, does it cost any more to make the CDs that explode than regular CDs? Because there has to be some extra cost. Hmm. I
0: would guess that it doesn't cost much more because it's just a layer of Mm. paint or dye or whatever. So... I imagine it wouldn't cost much more than just painting or, or I don't know or it probably doesn't cost much more than like printing the label on the disc. So I'm guessing maybe just a few cents okay. extra per disc. It couldn't cost too much or the whole product yeah. <laughs> would be a failure.
1: I mean it was a failure anyway, but yeah, that would have been its first failure. can if you can't even make them cheap enough
0: yeah. And they were selling them for like mm-hmm. 6.99 to begin with, which is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then well, 4.99 still not yeah, great. We're,
1: we're in 2019. We're in we're in the present where you can get movie rentals from Google Play with a Keep on for 99 cents.
0: Yeah. And this was like 2003, so Let me quick check the inflation calculator. That was literally what I
1: was thinking.
0: So it was around the end of 2003, August, if I recall correctly. So $6.99, I'll just put $7. And that would be $9.71 today. So by the time you pay tax, that's like $10 to purchase a disc that self-destructs
1: after two days Uh, um at that point if i really wanted a physical disc i would just rent it at the like the family video or something but back home our family video shut down i wonder why (laughs) netflix
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and also i like how much could it have possibly cost to purchase a movie i mean now isn't it about twenty dollars $15 Fifteen to twenty dollars to purchase a movie.
1: Yeah, assuming you're not getting the four K version on Blu-ray with all the extra features and bonus games and so such. So
0: if you're paying nearly, and and also that's with inflation. So if you're paying the equivalent of ten bucks for a self-destructing disc, or you could pay fifteen bucks, the equivalent of fifteen bucks, to purchase a normal copy that you can keep forever, why on earth would you purchase the self-destructing copy?
1: I, I, I mean, there are some points where I know I'm just going to watch this once. I wouldn't want to watch it ever again. But most of the time, if I'm going to buy or rent a movie, I want to get a movie that I know I'll like, like a collection of Star Trek episodes or something. Like, I know I'll like those, and I want to watch them again and again.
0: And also, if you purchase a DVD, you can always resell it to someone else later. mm -hmm.
1: Because you own it.
0: Yeah. You're not going to get the uh, original price that you paid for it, but you'll get back some of what you paid for Mm -hmm. it. The sooner you sell it, the more you'll get for it.
1: Yeah. Assuming you don't scratch it all up.
0: (laughs) Right. So if you go and buy the disc for $15 and then... Sell it the next day for ten dollars, you're paying half as much as you would for a flex play disc. Almost, mm. yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's just so hard to think about renting movies because I almost never rent movies, and even if I did, I would go on like Amazon Prime or maybe try to find them on YouTube or something.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'd even bother renting a movie. If it's that good, I'll see it in the theater Mm -hmm. if I want to. Or, you know, another thing you can do is get out discs from the
1: library. Oh, that's right. For free. Completely free, and you get a whole week to watch it. Sometimes too, depending upon your library and how long you've been with it. And it doesn't self-destruct. Yay. And literally
0: dozens of people use the same Mm disc over and over again and people return them and it all works Mm -hmm. well that's all for this week if you enjoyed this episode subscribe and maybe even consider supporting us on patreon thanks for listening and we'll see you next week